know, I only met you guys briefly there, but I only really hung out with Legion for an hour while he tattooed my hand, which he fixed, you know? So, uh, I haven't really spent much time with him, but you can just tell that the authenticity of you guys is what makes you guys shine. And that's what my kids loved about it. They felt so comfortable. And I was so happy that they walked in and felt the way they did because I didn't give them any other. I was like, hey, look, we're just invited to this. This is, uh, you know, daddy has friends that own the gym. And so well, that's why we're coming. And they were, that's all they really knew. They didn't know where they were going, what we were doing until we walked in. And then when they walked in, they were like, and within 15 minutes, they were like, dude, can we do this all the time? Can we come back anytime? Oh, man, and so they were so stoked. It was such a great experience. You guys, like, Doyo? Huh? Doyo is in Japan. Doyo? Yeah. Is that what you say? Well, no. Well, so. You so call it's, it? So it's Japanese inspired, but it's not like I don't, the, the last thing I want to do is Japanese. Because see, Dojo, to me, Dojo is. So I'm from the. I was born in 85. Right? I was born in 85, so I grew up on like Van Damme. And like Steven Seagal and these guys, but my favorite was Van Damme. Chuck Norris. Chuck, you like Chuck Norris? Okay, he was a little bit before my time. <laughs> you know, like, a little bit before my time. Um, but Brew, uh, but at the time it was a uh, Van Damme was a yeah. Star. And Blood, I loved Bloodsport and all the yeah, other. Yeah, Bloodsport. And I remember watching him as a kid. Like out of all the heroes that I had, or the people that I looked at, I just loved his movies. I remember I used to love what he looked like. Like I was like, man, the way he looks and shit, you know. Yeah. And then on top of that, he always got the girl. And then he would kick the shit out of the bad guy. Like, you know, right. and it was always like he was doing it for the right reason. I don't know. It was just some. I love this movies. My dad, I would just lay with my dad and watch these movies. Like, we were sitting, he would sit on his couch in the recliner. And I was sitting right there next to him. We would watch. And he, we would put on movies. And he would just put on all these movies. So I grew up watching Van Damme. And one of the, one of the themes of those movies is um, they always get sent to a place that's far away from everything else where yeah. you got to get serious. Yeah. You got to get serious. Like, we're going to teach you in ways that look cool look like torture but what's going to come out is going to be something completely different you're going to come out a different animal and if you don't come through you're, you're not going to be able to 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 do what you want to do and be victorious at the obstacle you're trying to achieve if you don't train here this is the only way you can do it and you have to lose yourself now during covid i felt like so same thing i didn't have a gym like i i grew up doing athletics my whole life like i like playing sports more than anything right yeah but then I started going to the gym here in the gym, doing that kind of stuff, you know, just to build a little physique. And then also from the from the injuries, I had I had a neck injury playing like pick a football once, and the doctor told me you got to keep your back really strong now so you don't have a lot of pain and this kind of stuff. And so I started kind of like lifting weights and doing stuff like that. But I did the same thing most people at the gym that you know they teach you the the, the, the four sets, this this and that. During COVID, when everything stopped, you actually have time to stop and think. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about your job. You're not stressed about it. like to me. I, I and I feel horrible sometimes saying this, but COVID to me was an amazing moment for me. <laughs> and the, the lockdown. Yeah. And I say this. My dad almost died from COVID. He actually caught COVID and he was in ICU for 30 days. He actually came back from that, 100% on that. And that's due a lot to his physical thing. And maybe I'll talk about that a little later. But even with all that, I feel like that was one of the best times in my life being locked down for almost a year, and not having to do anything but think. You know what I mean? Right. Well, um, Stop the madness, give you a second to kind of sit with things and see what was really going on. Yeah, and, and just be in your thoughts and, and think ideas and actually think about what is this? Yeah. You know, now that like, okay, so the world stopped. It literally stopped. There's no jobs, there's no anything. And yet, everybody's fine. Everything is okay. Like, you know, like, but who's not fine? The people who now they don't know what to do with their mental stress. Mm -hmm. And then this is about to reveal a, lo a whole lot of things. The person that you've been with, now you're literally forced to see them every day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how's that going to go? 
for for us it was amazing. It was actually one of the best times we've ever had. Right. We, well, we went in, we went into we went into <laughs> in, into rockier times during the building of all of this stuff because yeah. of what it does, you know. Yeah. But during that time, it was amazing. I loved being locked down. I, I was with my kids. I was with my girl. We, <laughs> exactly. we went to sleep when we wanted. That's how life should be. Yeah. Well, as, so as you're telling me this, like your life, That's how I was I, just like, man, this is this is the dream, right? Like you're doing what you want. It doesn't matter how much work you're putting into it mm. because you're doing what you love and what you want. Like you wake up inspired. You wake, you don't have to answer to nobody. Never, never. You do it whenever you have to. Yeah. You hold yourself accountable. You know? 100%. Well, so, and if you're driven and you have a hustle in you, like you've got to have the hustle. And some people don't. I mean, some people, uh, you know, the alarm clock goes off at 5.30 in the morning or whatever, and they snooze button that bitch. But I'm not one of those people. I'm always up before my alarm. I'm, and some mornings I'm at 3 a.m. And I, I don't go, I don't go, man, what am I going to do? You know, some, don't get me wrong, not always, but most of the time I get up, I'll go meditate. I'll spend two hours meditating just because I'm awake and nobody else is. So... Yeah. Or then I'll go and do some uh, research or do some learning or educational stuff. Then I'll go to yoga and stretch and that kind of stuff, you know. And so I find ways to fill the time to be able to make myself better before everybody else gets up. Which, you know, if I chose to just lay there or to drug myself or whatever, you know what I mean? Because those yeah. are the other options. Or, <laughs> yeah. yo, I'm just going to take this handful of pills and or smoke this right. weed or whatever it is. But um, And those I'm not judging anybody for going back to sleep because, honestly, I'm glad everyone else doesn't have the same drive as me. I think that's amazing because, frankly, I like not having a lot of competition. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, when you get to that point where you understand that it's uh, – the guys that make it in the world, like you think of one superhero who had a nice, easy, cushy childhood right. life and then grew up with no problems, nothing to overcome. Every story, you know, Batman, what happened to Bruce Wayne and his kid parents? They got shot in an alley right in front of him, right? Terrible story. Terrible. He's my favorite, by the way. But you look know? what he did, you know, look He's what he did with his life. And what, you know, and he was cursed with the gift of ridiculous amounts of money, which is a, which is not anything that a young child should have to deal with, nor anyone and i've watched enough of my friends kill themselves because they got a trust fund of a million dollars or drive themselves you know crazy or end up with a, an addiction that's a big time curse to get that kind of money when you're that young you know what i mean like as later in life when you understand what money can be used for and the benefits of what you can do with it you know like for me it's uh i have a nonprofit that i've been building that's called vets to yoga and it's to get veterans into yoga and creating an entire basically processing center for veterans who are, are coming out of the military have no idea what to do with life. But 22 vets a day commit suicide in America. Well, as I came out of the military, I struggled for a number of years. The only options that they gave me were drugs and therapy, but eh, it wasn't really doing much. It was making me worse. So I found yoga, I found meditation, and I found like holistic eating, and I found that, you know, exercise and movement and the training and grounding and all the stuff that I now teach. And that's what saved me from that, from being one of the 22 a day. Now, what could I do to save those people? And what if I offered them the opportunity to learn what I learned and give, let's say we take 22 a day down to 19 before I die. That's a lot of people every year that I just yeah. save their lives. And that's something that, you know, that's not credit to me. That's simply when you understand the purpose of yourself, you understand that you are given things in life because you're meant to give those to other people. If you stop doing that, you get stopped, they stop giving them to you. You also have to, if the, if you ask for patience, 
The universe doesn't give you patience. The universe gives you situations in which you get to prove that you're patient. And those situations are going to suck, okay? They're going to challenge you at your stub your toe, your wife walks in screaming at you, your kid's crying, and you're like, I asked for patience, I'm going to maintain patience. But in this moment, you just don't want to be patient. But that's the journey. That's what we have to go through. Not everybody out there is going to make it through that journey. Not everybody out there is destined for greatness. So greatness comes with a cost, and it comes with understanding that you're going to have to keep giving. And it's not like a a thing where it's like, I'm going to be selling this stuff to people. No, I want to give. I want people to have it. I, I know something that could save people's lives. Why would I sell that? You know what I mean? Like I am, that's, that would be a pharmaceutical company <laughs> and that's not me. I'm going to give it to the people that it will save their lives. And if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm not a vet, I'm a first responder, but I could use your program. You think I'm going to turn them away? No way. I'm bringing them in, bro. I'm going to help anybody I can. And that's kind of been my MO my whole life is that I like to help people. And you know what happens when you're authentic and real with people and you help people is that you get opportunities. And those opportunities turn into more opportunities. And those opportunities turn into more opportunities. And those opportunities turn into paychecks and more opportunities. Yeah. And eventually, what you love to do and what you're doing because you love doing it ends up becoming what pays your bills and makes you sit but comfy. You're, but you're being tested the whole way through. Always. So a lot, a lot of the things, like, if you look, if you look at, at yourself, Chris, right? So when you, when you first stepped out of the car, when I first saw you, you, you had a cane. I'm like, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's jacked. He does yoga. Yeah, he has a cane. I know that that is not, how can I tell you? You didn't get it stupidly. I'm like, he went through something big time that hasn't, you know what I mean? Like, you could tell that we've taken the bumps. Like, we're all injured. Like, even in there, you go into the gym, you see these guys, Brian, you see Flex Champ, you see myself. We're all injured from everything that we've been doing throughout the years. And, yeah, what we've been doing to get to this point. And I feel like, they work. You got to work. And that's what the, the dojo itself was about. Like, we go back to Batman. So, Batman has always been my favorite. Batman and Spider-Man are my two favorites, right? And when I tell people Batman, they always laugh. There's a, there's a, there's a, even now, there's one of my members of the gym, and he says, <laughs> Batman, Batman, Batman is a mental case. He goes, he doesn't even have any powers. His he goes, he's just a rich kid, like, dressing up. And I said, but <laughs> you know what? I was like, you know what Batman is, though? I said, he's vulnerable. Yeah. There's more on the line with him. I'm yeah. like, let me guess who yours is, Superman? You know, or somebody like that, and I don't remember his answer. But Superman, I've always never liked Superman. Why? Because you can't kill him. No, he's There's nothing on the line. Like, he, he could do it all. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? He's and not risking anything. Right, he's not risking anything. He's not risking anything. He's just yeah. doing what he can do. Like, even sometimes it's unfair. I remember one, Christopher Reeves, I think he turns back time to save somebody. He, like, <laughs> like remember he flies <laughs> backwards and yeah. he makes time go back? And then in one of the new ones... Like, come on now. Yeah, one of the new ones, a guy shoots him. A guy shoots a bullet. Like, I'm talking about point-blank rage into Superman's eye. Hits his eye. He doesn't even blink. Nah, it just, just hits. Changed. And it goes out to the ground. I'm like, a grain of sand will make me... Uh, <laughs> and you're going to tell me not even a bullet. So you couldn't that's, even get that close to my right, eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be like, ah. right. So that's where Batman is different. Yep. Batman doesn't have any powers to work with. Batman can die at yeah. any second. Yes, he has some some cool gadgets, but he has to have the edge somewhere. But you know what I mean? Still Something. Can die. Still but can again, die. and I'm like, and why does he do it? There's really no reason for him to do it. There's really yeah. no reason for him to do it other than to save people from the same pain he has gone through. Well, that's why I like the Dark Knight series because it shows him going and figuring out what he is and what his obligation to the world is, and the way that they portrayed that whole you know him joining the League of Assassins and uh, 
you know, doing his thing was, uh, was really cool because it showed what he had to go through and what he was struggling with was why he was there, his purpose in life. You know, his parents were taken from him, left him with all these billions of dollars, but why? And he didn't understand. And he was like, I don't understand what's going on. And that's when the whole, you know, he's in the prison and he's taking out all the guys. And then Rajah's rule comes in and he scoops him up and basically teaches him, you know, that what he's trying to figure out is how to deal with the pain of the loss and the fear of the bats. Right. And that's where he has that moment where he yeah. rises through the bats. And that's yeah. where it's like, you know, understanding that we all have our struggles and, you know, the biggest thing that inspires me the most about people is those who are willing to keep getting back up and trying again. And there's this, uh, um, a reel that's on Instagram and it says uh, a warrior is somebody who's walking through hell, but is grateful that they have the legs to walk through it. And so it's a mindset. It's nothing more than a mindset. It's all it is is a mindset. A grateful person is a happy person 100% of the time. So if all you have to do to be happy and people always say, hey, I just want to figure out how to be happy, be grateful. What do you mean? Be grateful. Right now, at any moment, can you find something to be grateful for? Yeah. You can. And there's a million things. And you want me to show you? Do that. Do you know that that happens automatically and you don't have to think about it? Can you imagine if you had to think about breathing every day? And if you didn't think about it, you wouldn't breathe and you'd die? So your life is about three minutes long, assuming that your body does what it's supposed to do. That heartbeat, that heartbeat happens automatic. Imagine if you had to turn it on and turn it off. But just imagine, too, that all it takes is one. Yep. And everything you think you know about this existence is done. Now, the transition out of here is cool. But I'm going to tell you right now that not having the ability to see that those two things are something you can be grateful for, even in the worst of times. Even as you're going through the most difficult challenges of life, if you can't find those two things to be able to be grateful for, then you're never going to be happy. And there's a saying, too, that the way someone does one thing is the way they'll do everything. So how do you wash a dish? Do you wash it and fucking complain and bitch and moan? Or do you wash it and are you grateful that you have this dish and grateful for the opportunity to clean it? Because that dish feeds your children. That dish feeds your, your woman. That dish feeds you. You know what I'm saying? And so your mentality towards life, your mentality towards every interaction, your mentality towards everything you do has to be grateful. Otherwise, nobody wants to be around miserable people. That's why people are drawn to me is because I'm perpetually happy. Now, am I perpetually happy all the time? Here's the funny thing. I'm diagnosed as being depressed, massive depression. So there's a thing called smiling depression. Where because you know what it's like to be alone, because you know what it's like to be hurt in this world, because you understand how shitty that feels, these people are willing to do anything to make sure that no one else has to feel that. That's me. Now, the depression that I deal with is my own personal battle, and it comes from service, trauma, the things that I've had happen to me, like you said. Uh, but it's not going to make me a negative person. If anything, it's made me more aware of the fact that I need to constantly find reasons to be positive. So I could lay down and just be like, oh, man, you know, these headaches, the vertigo, the, you know, and I just give up. Or just throwing it out there. I could wake up every day. And the first thing I do in the morning, <sighs> yeah, I'm grateful.
grateful that happened. Yeah, I'm around to fight. Yeah, so basically and what so it you is. You get to live another to day, you know, and that's really for me. There's no future, no past. There's only today. It's only the present moment. And when you're in the present moment, this is what happened to you at COVID, was that you were able to live in the present moment. You weren't stressed about what you had to do later. You weren't thinking about what you hadn't done in the past. You were living day by day by day. You didn't know if there was going to be another day because honestly, we were all like, "Well, oh, COVID's going to ruin us. We're all dead." So, and we were all on this day by day, and that's why everybody was like, and like you said, the people who didn't like to be with themselves, they were miserable. Yeah. Because they did not like their company, which I get. Most people, I don't want to be around either. But if you liked yourself and you liked your situation, you were thrilled that COVID happened. But if you took the situation as a time to find yourself, you know what I mean? That's also, it's also that. Like, okay, we're locked up. Yes, this is horrible. But this is what we got to deal with. We got to yep. adapt. We got to move. Like, what are you going to do? That's it? That's it? So that's it? Yep. So they stopped life as you know, and that's it. And that's what happens if we have to go back to the wild. Yeah. So it, 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 show, it, it showed a lot. And I, it, did give me, it did give me time. What it gave me time to do was, so it, I started working out. I had too much energy now. Because, again, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the hardest worker, you know. But as far as, like, spending energy doing athletics and sweating and moving around the gym, I need to do it. I just it's just something I've always loved to do. I'm, yeah. I've always been like a big kid. I love sports, so no, I didn't. I couldn't do none of that. So I started working out in the, in my living room. I, bar- I basically had the uh, you know the 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 pull up bars that you put on the door. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those, a pair of like the dial dumbbells, and a bench, and I think a couple of resistance bands, and that was it. And I started working out in there, and I started like just paying attention to the things I was doing, adding adding more like calisthenics holds, like different techniques I had never tried. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, this works if I do this. <laughs> I started using the kitchen counter and I was like, oh man, if I do this like this, yep. this is activating. And I got more defined than I ever had in my life. And I felt awesome. I looked amazing during COVID, right? And I said, man, I was like, you don't need a lot of stuff to nah. do this. I'm like, if you really like, and that's, that's the problem I feel like nowadays. We have so much at hand. There's just everything is there. You can do whatever you want. So there's no room for innovation. Exactly. Right? And innovation sometimes is what makes some, you know, build an idea and it takes it to the next step and takes it to the next step. And then once we weren't on lockdown completely, but things so I still hadn't returned to work. And I said, this is cool, but, man, I would like to have some kind of workout where I can do this, but also do, like, obstacles and stuff. Yeah. I didn't call it Ninja. I didn't know there was, like, that. Mm-hmm. I knew about Ninja Warrior. And I used to watch that growing up as a kid and be like, I can do that. I can do that. I can right. do that. And then um, I'm like, I want. I didn't know it was Ninja. I was like, I just want, like, obstacles, like, something that I can, like, actually, like, add into the, incorporate into here because I get bored. And I start, so I started experimenting with different stuff. And I looked, up a, I looked up a place like that. I put, like, obstacle gym. And nothing came up. Nothing came up. Um, later, I found out that there was one, and they, they're OGs in the game. They've been in this area for a while, but they're, like, strictly ninja. I found later because had I found them, I would have just tried to go over there. Yeah. But for some reason on that day, I didn't find anything. Right. Right? And so the only thing I found was a park in St. Cloud out here, and it said uh, it was called Godwin Park, and it had these 10 obstacles that were just out there. And I went out there. There was nobody out there. And it looked like this stuff hadn't been used. And I come from Jersey. I come, I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And so, like, we didn't grow up with a lot of stuff. Like, I grew up in a basement. And, in, in you know, our place wasn't much bigger than this when, when I remember growing up. You know, like, we were. it was just, a, you know, it was a lot of poverty stricken up there. Yeah. And we didn't have this kind of stuff. We didn't just have playgrounds like this and stuff like this. You know what I mean? Like, at, at hand. You got to find just, stuff to climb on. No. <laughs> and, and these things were, I'm talking about, they were like cargo nests. There were these high monkey bars. 
they had this they were three wheels that you could like move across and they were elevating and i got up there and i did them i ran through all 10 of them but i didn't say this is really cool man i'm like i'm gonna keep coming out here so i would work out and then go over there and work out and go over there work out and go over there and then once things started kind of kind of coming back to normal during covid i just started taking everybody out there i would to be like hey let's go out there there's this cool park and i took i think i took legion the legion and his kids and uh his son joel was there i think it was his son joel who was there his son actually he was competing that night yeah i saw he him was competing every, that yeah, night, great that kids, night. Yeah, he kids. told me i was like i don't want nobody from the dojo competing he was like i want to compete though. i was like okay go ahead and compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah he's, he's get, yeah he's getting really into it and that's really cool but i remember i took them out there and we were doing that and then he asked me he said uh um he said how did you find out about this place and i said i looked it up because i want to play this i was like but you know it would be cool like and I started kind of telling telling this this kid like, oh, it would be cool if there was a place like this, but then I could like live with like a gym like this, you know. And then he said, well, why don't you build one? And I was like, hmm. And then I didn't think about it that way. And then somebody else mentioned it. And so I get with Legion, and Legion, you know, he's I'm super proud of him. I've always been super and always admired that he he was he he's has fallen spiral now for like 14 years. I think yeah, they just had their, just celebrated yeah, their, just on just on Halloween. Yeah, it's crazy. And, it's a long uh, time. Yeah, yeah, he knows all this stuff, and and I, I go to him and I say, uh, hey, I was thinking this, and you know, like, what do you think of this idea? Like, I want to build a place that's like this, and and he said, yeah, man, let's do it. Absolutely, let's do it. Let's see what it takes. And and you know, we went into it kind of blind, <laughs> but we just started from that same night. We just started putting down like what 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 my thoughts were, what I was thinking, and then he would kind of throw in ideas in there, and we're just, you know, just having a good time you know, getting to the place where we need to get creative yeah, and yeah. just having Start talks building. and yeah, and it started building like that. And I, I actually found some of like the first drawings that we had the other night, it was really cool. But but at the end of the day, what it, what it was, was like, we go back to the Van Damme and the, and the Batman thing. Batman had to go to this place, to, you know, to train and, out. And, yeah, yeah. And, and figure himself out, not only physically, but mentally, because yeah. most of the time is that mental game that just you just can't hit that next gear and it doesn't take you to the next step. You're not strong enough mentally. You're not confident enough yet to be able to take on the task you're taking. Yeah. So that's what Dojo was. Dojo was that place during COVID where I would go to in my head. I would put in my headphones and I would just go somewhere else in my mind. I wasn't in my apartment anymore and I'm just out there hitting it. You know, and the only one that holds me accountable for what's going on is me. Like when I would hit, yes, I'm not hitting 300, 300 or 245 pounds on a bench press. But I'm going to hit push-ups till I know I can't hit another push-up. Mm-hmm. And if I quit before I can't hit that push-up, I know that. Exactly. exactly. No trainer can tell me that. I know that. And if I hold myself accountable and I do this the way it's supposed to be, I'm going to get, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep surpassing every goal without even, you know, I'm just going to keep yeah, going, oh, yeah. keep going, keep going. And the results will speak for themselves. And that's where Doyo comes from, the do on your own. Okay, so it's an acronym. Yeah, do on your own, do on your own dojo. Because dojo it. is the place in the mountains where you have to go, but do on your own here, you have to do it on your own. Nice. I can tell you, I can show you the things, I can tell you the techniques, but at the end of the day, you have to do it on your own. Exactly. And the obstacles, the obstacles represent, like I always tell the, the members, I said, the, 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 the cool thing about the place here, and if you look at the place here, and the obstacles are physical, physical like representation of the obstacles that you're going to go and take out there. What we're doing is we're building a mentality mm-hmm. where if you do this, everybody goes in there saying they see a lot of things that interest them and they say, I can't do that. And mm-hmm. I said, you haven't done that yet. I was like, there is no I can't in here. It's you either you either do or you don't. Right. Right. And I said, you haven't you haven't even tried it and you're already limiting yourself to what it is. 
right? And that, and it's still to this day it happens. I even tell them, I'm like, you're scared. And you have to admit when you're scared. To yourself, yeah. you admit you're scared because you have to push past that when you're going to do this this thing. Certainly. You're not going to be able to do it if you're scared, but you have to admit to yourself first that you're scared, right? And I told them, the, the mentality that you're building here, the, the idea is for you to keep walking out there, go out there, and still have that same mentality. So when you get hit with the real obstacles that you're going to that you're gonna hit out here in the real world, right? You already have the mentality. It's like, well, I, I did that over there, and I didn't think I could do it. Yep. Why exactly. can't I do this? Well, that's the, uh, the concept of yoga that people don't understand is that when you're in the yoga poses, first of all, it's only one of the eight limbs of yoga. Seven of them are very, very long, lengthy limbs of education about how to have discipline how to treat others how to treat everything on life uh one of them is asanas which is the stretching which everybody in america thinks is yoga it's not yoga yoga is a lifestyle yoga is a way of believing it's a way of doing things but the yoga poses are meant to make you very uncomfortable in a shape and when you're in that shape you have to face yourself to determine how you're going to deal with that discomfort because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if this one shape angers you, oh, this is stupid, I can't do that, you know what I mean? Then that's how you're going to be when, for, when things happen. When you pull out of the, that, my driveway at my yoga studio and you get to the light and the guy won't make a right on red, well, that's how you're going to handle it. That's what you're going to become. Now, if you can go, okay, this is uncomfortable, but I've got control of myself. I control my body. I control my mind. Now you pull out of the parking lot. The guy won't make a right. You don't react. You become in control. You breathe and you realize it's okay. I'm in control of myself. Which, if you want to gain true confidence in yourself and become the most attractive person you can be, become so steadfast and confident in the ability to control yourself that you know that no one can provoke you into anything. I call it unfuckwittable. And basically, you just achieve a level of peace where you understand that no one can alter your state of mind ever. You don't care what anyone thinks because it's not important to you. A lion doesn't, come, doesn't worry about the opinion of the sheep. It's just not something that's necessary. So also, you, don't, you would never take someone's opinion that you wouldn't ask for their advice. So consider that also because it's very important that you are aware of these little things because it makes a big difference. And then you realize you're going to have haters, man. I got a half a million followers on Instagram. You got to think at least 10% of those people are absolute wackos, right? What's 10% of 500,000? 50,000. I don't mean freaking wackos are freaking watching my page. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least 10% of those people are probably murderers, rapists, pedophiles, serial. You know what I'm saying? Like when you start thinking yeah, about it, yeah, yeah. it's not a fun thing to think about. But why are they following me? What is it that draws people right. into it? And that's what it is, is it's that control of self. Because if you can truly be in control of yourself, dude, it turns chicks on like mad <laughs> because it's true confidence. Well, yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I don't have to prove yeah. anything to anybody. Right. I, I, I know who I am. Right. It's, you know, and that's why girls always say it would be really hot to find a guy that somebody tries to fight him and he walks away and buys him a shot. Because the only way to really win a fight is to walk away from a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no winner in a fight. If you fight, you're a fool. Because you did exactly what they wanted you to do. The person provoking you got you provoked. Which, I'll give you another little tidbit of information. 
if you are easily offended, then you are easily manipulated. Hear that. If you're easily offended, you're easily manipulated. So if I know I can, if I know I can say something to offend you, then I know I can control you because I can manipulate you to do whatever I want. All I have to do is push your buttons and keep you where I want to keep you. Now, that's not the point of what we're talking about today, but it shows the mindset of when you become so confident with yourself that you can. And that's what you're talking about with the same thing with Ninja Warrior. I've done enough Ninja courses, been around enough warriors that I know that it's very similar to the lifestyle that I live in the way that I think. It's like what I would call a, a, a like skateboarding and yoga if they had like a weird baby. Right. It would be the Ninja Warriors because skaters don't see any kind of like race, ethnicity. There are no prejudice. There's no racist. You know what I mean? Like a skateboard community is very just come as you are. We accept all. Right. Yoga community supposed to be that way. But in America, it's kind of yeah, OK, whatever. But at the same time, to me, Ninja Warrior is that way. Everybody right. is out for everybody else. Everybody's here to help. Everybody's here to encourage. Everybody's yeah. here to support. Yeah. And you guys definitely do that there at your uh, dojo. And I've got some amazing ideas to add to the program that you're already doing that uh, yeah, you I'm just made me think of. So these are your ideas. You just don't know about them yet. I'm going to tell them to you, though. So the so one of the things with with the Ninja Warrior stuff, so that I after the dojo came about, like I told you, I didn't think of it as Ninja Warrior, like... My whole thing was an obstacle, like an like obstacles that you can incorporate into workouts, and I wanted so I wanted the place to be like the the philosophy behind it is almost like Bruce's philosophy on martial arts, except with fitness. Is no way is a way, no style is a style, right? Right? No way is the right way, right? And it just something that continues to evolve. So what I wanted to do was use the place to attract people of all kinds of disciplines, not just Ninja Warrior, because I feel like now Ninja Warrior is kind of like. Those gyms and those places that train, they're kind of open to other things, but for the most part, they, they stay to the Ninja Warrior. Sure. Over here, what I'm trying to do, and I think what sets us apart and always does, is just that the Ninja Warrior, yes, it is a Ninja Warrior place, but there's so many other moving parts going on. Like, you have the room of says that we want to teach all kinds of things. I do, you know, even, like, for confrontations like that, yes, you don't want to get into a fight. The last thing you want to do is get into a fight, but that they might come where you don't, you don't have any other option but to fight. Yeah. So I tell them, I'm not going to teach you how to be a world-trained bo uh, a boxer in here, how to win gold gloves, but at least, I'm gonna, you know, we'll teach you how to throw a punch. We'll sure. teach you how to just kind of, like, dodge, kind of, like, be ready for the moment to, to up your chances. But that's about it. You know, I'm teaching them stuff in there kind of like it was just – it's not about getting into a fight. It's about not letting there be a fight at all. Like, exactly. so if you just strike fast and then get out of there, that's what you want to do. You exactly. know what I mean? Even if it comes to that, like, I'm dealing with real life inside of that gym. You know, you understand? Yeah. So, like, everybody in there's a teacher and everybody in there's a coach. We don't just have, like, all oh, the ninja coaches. There's coaches from everything. We have kids that have come in doing, like, advanced calisthenics and doing bars and stuff, and they're they're teaching us, you know, so we all learn from each other. And and that's what it is. And the Ninja Warrior community, what I did end up liking about the Ninja Warrior community is the togetherness that they have. Yeah. Like, they're so close. And, like, I need to become – I haven't integrated myself with them so much because, again, I was foreign to the to the ninja warrior i knew that it existed sure i had seen the tv shows you know like growing up and i remember i would see them and be like oh i can do that i can do that i know i can do that yeah. i know i can do that yeah. but that's as far as it went i wasn't so deep into the show that i even got to meet him um, what's his name uh, again they own a gym here and I, I i need to mention them because again you got to give credit where credit is due right 100%. and they had the first ninja warrior gym here and they've 
since then, since since my my place opened, they went ahead and they moved to an even bigger spot, like fourteen thousand nice. square feet. I haven't gotten to go to that one yet, but it's amazing. And these guys are killing it. And they had um, they have a couple of guys who've been on the show. And I I thought I think he's one of the owners, but I knew I definitely knew he was working and helping run the place. And now I think he's opening a gym in San Francisco or something like that. But his name is um, R.J. Romes. He's like to me, he's the best at at this like shout out to rj Rome. i know you know i i met him but the day that i met him is crazy because again i'm a person who i don't really care to like like for celebrities and this kind of stuff i'm not so deep involved in things i kind of keep on my own path and for, for the most part you know and then once once i get a moment to get to sit down with the person kind of like i do with you that's that's what it is but a lot of people are like i guess it hasn't been till now where i started more running into people who are not just the talk Sure. You know, they're actually doing, right. you know. So I meet this kid and he's like, oh, this is R.J. Rome's. And he goes, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And then he's like, oh, you don't know who R.J. Rome's is? And I was like, no, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I think it was like two days later I actually saw one of his runs in Ninja Warrior. And I was just at all. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just met that kid yesterday. And I'm over here. Like, they probably think I'm like, you know, like, and I said, that kid is amazing. You know, like he's what to me, he's the goat right now. Yeah. Right. But I start, and then after that, I kind of started looking at the Ninja Warrior stuff, really watching what they were doing and that and the show, and started joining the page. I found out how many, how many um, gyms there were. You know what I mean? So yeah. So doing. So when we were doing the business stuff, when we were doing like um, the research and stuff on the market on 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 that kind of gym, because I was hard to like really open here because of, of a lot of the limitations and stuff because it's not known there was only like 500 gyms in the whole united states at the time or like 300 or something like that and they had one there and again i don't know why i didn't show up the day i searched it but they had one like right near universal right oh, near nice. universal studios it was a little spot but they were making their own obstacles they had they had a uh, you know a really cool gym in there and it was mostly ninja warrior stuff with the dojo i didn't want that i wanted again it's, it's more like of a philosophy and a state of mind yeah right and it's and it's that it's it's Bruce's way of no way is the way no style is the style. So in in a way, like I don't really like being labeled as Ninja Warrior because there's so much more than that, you know. Sure. And I want everybody to come to this place. That's why that event that you guys were at, I think before you guys got there, we did like a little show and all that stuff. And then me and, and I was and I was saying to everybody, we want this to be a place where people of fitness and people who love like moving and sweating and just any kind of discipline or just having a good time come together and converge. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's ironic that the name is Do On Your Own. But at the same time, when you're in there, the environment is that. It's encouraging. Like, yeah. even that environment, like, a lot, a lot of... It was hard to get a lot of um, a lot of the girls in there early on to keep working on there because they, they, they come, they see the place, they're intimidated, you know what I mean? They see the guys that are kind of going in there. And then, I guess they're already comparing it to a conventional gym place where they're going to be getting stared. And I'm like, it's not, it's not like that because a lot of times everybody's looking up or everybody's just encouraging you. They're not even paying attention to you like they do over here at the conventional gym right. where you have time to stand around. And I was like, there's no standing around in here. Like, there's no standing around in here. Nobody's standing. Yeah, and, and like you said about the skaters, there's no black, there's no... We're all ninjas in there. You know what I mean? It's just everybody's working on getting better and getting better and getting better. And, and you choose what where your level of involvement is. And it's amazing. I love the spot and I love that you guys... Is that Flex? Yeah, yeah, he's out there, yeah. Oh, okay. Roll up. Yeah, it's amazing setup. But uh, you know, on that comment about women, dude, you guys need a ladies' night, one night yeah, a week we, where it's only ladies. We've done we've done a couple of those. And we'll get her to come in and teach. Uh, yeah, guest we've done teach, a couple of those. Guest host. Yeah. Do you fucking pull ups, push ups, teach them how to get stronger? Yeah. But yeah. that way, you've got a chick offering on a girls' night 
where it can be, you know what I mean, comfortable and give them a right. chance to get familiarized. Uh, summer camps during the summertime for kids, right. rehabilitation right. camps for kids, like military style where they get fixed, where you get to get a chance to affect these children. Um, we can do some more. We can with, you know, breathing. You come in and coach some breathing training, some focus training, some of the stuff that we need to do. And then you incorporate that before the classes start. And people go upstairs and have to spend 15 minutes doing what Coach Chris taught at the workshop, which you guys now instilled into your program, which is 15 minutes of focus training. Because let's be honest, right? And what you're doing, it's so skilled and meticulous that if you're distracted even for a yeah, second, yeah. you will not be successful. Yep. So if I can bring you into a better focused state of mind prior to you starting, prior to you warming up your body, now maybe we create a stretching program to go with this. But imagine you come straight off of work, kids have been acting up, wife's been in your ear all day, boss has been being an ass, traffic suck, you walk in there, you're not ready to do what you have them ready to do. So let's get them ready, let's put our heads together and come up with a way that's gonna benefit them is going to separate you from everybody else, is going to offer something that you already believe in, you just didn't even know you were suggesting it. Like I said, I just came up with a bunch of ideas from the first yeah. sentence you gave me. These are good, yeah? Yeah, I got the, yeah I got absolutely. these from yeah, you. No, we're going to talk about them later. I absolutely. got these from you. So yeah, these absolutely. are coming from yeah. Mark. And that's what I told uh, Legion, too, is that after I talked to you guys, I would be able to tell you the things that I see. Right. But, I mean, this stuff makes sense. But to me, this is like brilliant stuff that we can implement, and you guys are going to go... Dude, this is going to put you guys all over the map. You know what I mean? Like offering what you, and now that I know more about what it is and, uh, you know, understand the concept of how it became what it is, it gives me even more of a reason to, to believe in what I already told you, which is, you know, that the authenticity of the place and the energy there was so comfortable and so good that my 10-year-old decided to join the push-up contest the moment he walked in there. I don't know how many other 10-year-olds were in there, but 27 push-ups by a 10-year-old was boss. But more importantly, not being afraid to walk out in front of a group of men, strong men, and do push-ups says a lot about what you guys are offering there because that he wasn't given a single bit of energy that made him feel uncomfortable. Yes, he has me as his father, and yes, I carry a lot of confidence, but still, that was I, I was grateful and a big fan of what you guys were doing from the moment that my children decided they wanted to compete. And that's where it was like, all right, we're in the real stuff here. Like, this is the real stuff. I go in and out of gyms, rock climbing facilities, yoga studios, CrossFit studios. You can, you name it, it's a place of fitness. I have taught there. I have participated there. I've been there around the world, 41 countries. But very, very, very rarely do I walk into a place that is that comfortable, that inviting, even at a special event where it was chaos. Mm. You know, we walked in, and as we walked in, they were doing pull-ups, legit, right there in front of the door. You know, like everybody's right there, and it was like, I was like, hey, yeah, this feels good though. Like, I, I just enjoyed y'all's lobby, so I'm coming on in, and this man's like, yo, you guys competing? And my yeah. kids were like, yeah, we're competing, and I was like, they are apparently. <laughs> I'm in dress slacks and a long sleeve shirt, which now I'm gonna take my shirt off because it's hot. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's uh, you know natural. And then I was so proud to see my my 15 year old and my 10 year old, and to watch you guys after every time they competed to give them the support and encouragement they needed. Bro, dude, I've got this killer idea too for a marketing video. Have me come out on the mic. You guys are coaching. Have a kids class, and we video the kids class. But I'll be doing commentating about the special assistance here, about this, about this, about this, about this, 
dude, you guys will be running kid camps after school every day. Yeah. You can get these government funded. Do you know how many people would pay to yeah. have their kids come through your program? We just had talked about that. We were looking for a way to do that, to Got offer you. a program Got where, it was, where we could get, especially kids from the area. Got you. Because even in the area, one of, one of the... That community yeah, down there needs you. Right. One of the, one of the hard times, yeah, one of the hard things that we've had in the beginning, especially as a new business, um, we're just, we're just, I think we just hit our year. We just hit our year, like literally open doors. It took us like eight months to actually build the gym because every every place every part of that place was built by hand yeah, by yeah, three guys and you can tell yeah like by three guys again when you say about being grateful sometimes i forget that and i have to stop and think of where we're coming no matter what happens along the way i mean i'm just thankful that i even had the chance to do this a lot of people exactly. ain't had a chance to do this which takes us into that day's event and i have to give a lot of credit for the, the guy who just walked in here but yeah, we got a late arrival yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, Flex, Flex Champ, Flex Champ himself, um, <laughs> He made an appearance, we didn't yeah. know he was going to show or not. Yeah, off, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, like, when you hey, talk about... Hey, Chappelle put it on you guys, <laughs> play, right? I, 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 oh, you, you didn't go? I had clients. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I had to work. <laughs> no, he got work, man. He just so had to hold it down. He got to work, man. And, and again, we, me and Flex literally met maybe about, what, four months ago? Oh, no. Oh, like two months ago. Two months ago. I'm going on my second month with my clients right now. Yeah, and, and it was just, from the moment we met, man, it was just like a match made in heaven. Like, I felt like I was like, this is the, this is the guy. Yeah. Like, and he was excited about it. I had never seen anybody show that kind of excitement. I was humbled. Again, I saw him. when you Like, when you said your kids walked in and saw you guys, I would have seen this guy. I would have turned right back around and walked out. Exactly. And yeah, you guys can't see him because this, this is audio. <laughs> this guy is jacked to the floor. Like, this is crazy. Be, like, there'll right? be accompanying videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see him on the video. I mean, he, he, he ain't so big to me. that big to me. I'm not even talking <laughs> uh, but you know, like, and, he, and even with, with, with Flex, when I first got to meet Flex, I think right off, right off the rip, the first day we met, he was in there like doing these things, Suspended right? Suspended from the so, rafters, yeah. like we see him doing. Now. Yeah, no, well, he was doing, <laughs> well, he was doing that kind of stuff from he day just one. He's sidewalking yeah. across yeah. the rafters. I'm like, yeah. this dude's. Good. Yeah, he's a, he's something else. He, he went on the ninja stuff, and you see a lot of guys come in there, and a lot of people, and they look like they can do it, and you'd be surprised where they fall. They fall. Yeah. You know, and, and that all that cockiness goes out the window real quick. Oh, no, yeah. Right. I'll tell you right now, I'm strong, but I'm not that kind of strong. It's a different kind <laughs> of strong. I can hold, a, I can hold a handstand for a minute, and I understand the technique of that. Right. And, you know, anything you want to get into mobility-wise or handstand or yoga-wise, crush it, too. Yeah. Even powerlifting, I'm great. You know, I mean, I can lift a lot of weight. But to do what you guys do, man, it requires a certain... And that's what, I mean, I'll be honest, dude, I have never in my life... And I hear this all the time from everybody I go to around the world. They all say to me, I've never seen anybody your size do what you do. Right. Because on your hands, most right. of the time, the guys who do what I do on my hands are little tiny guys. Yeah, they right. weigh about 110 pounds. And because why? Your joints can only be so strong. <laughs> so I'm 220 pounds. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight, right? That's holding 225 above your head for two arms. How long can you hold it for one? You see what I'm saying? Now, there is the, the technique behind it. But still... Ninja Warriors, everyone that I do know, and I know a bunch of Ninja Warriors, yeah. they're all tiny. Yeah. You know, as a matter yeah. of fact, I was watching the other day, and the biggest guy that's ever been on Ninja Warrior and ever done, I think ever won, and he was like 5'10", oh, yeah. 185 or yeah. something. Yeah. They will like, kind of look like me more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, your size, right? Yeah. And you guys yeah. have this, like, on, you, you got this, like, orangutan <laughs> thing going on. Only in this room are you little. <laughs> But again, uh, and that's when Flex came in, 
And you know, everybody has different again, could do different things, everybody has different talents. He gets in there and I see I see again, I see how big he is, you know, he's got the muscle, okay, let's see him do that. And he's doing these things, you know, and the things that he couldn't do, you maybe tell him a couple of times, a handful of times that he's doing it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this dude's the real deal. And yeah. he was so humble, he was he, this guy's like super humble, man. Yeah. Like so he's over here, he's like, I don't know, this is Hollywood muscle. I'm like, no, it's not, man. Like, that's the real deal. Like, you got it all. That's the entire package, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what one tries to, and even Flex himself is learning new stuff in there. With I mean, we got guys that are doing all kinds of things, you know? So the goal in there is to just everything. We're trying to cover every base, you know, like, from from how the soul feels, or how the mind feels, or how the body and, phys- and physically how you feel. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of, uh, I'm at Flex, and, He's taken a lot of the stuff in that event was a lot of the planning the people who got there was behind Flex's like strong like promotion. Like he was out there like literally like guerrilla promotion out there just on foot and we were just and he's like, This is how we gotta do it, this is how we gotta do it, you know, these guys are working holy and that's his thing, is is the promotion. And he hit it and man, that was our first time doing it. That was it, our first we did time. It, we doing did it in eight days. Yeah. yeah. We did it in eight days. Put the whole thing together. Yeah. 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 And it, and it was it was cool for the first time to have like the sidekick, like you know, I don't want to say who's Batman or who's Robin, you know what I mean? Because yeah, well, it's, just, it's not important, but, but what is right. important is that you guys brought, like and like I told you, yeah. the, the authenticity and the comfortability that everyone had, including my 10 and 15 year olds, was so. I've been to so many gyms where you walk in, one guy has ego, one guy is not on the same page, and the whole gym is out of whack. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything about any gym, and you guys. I don't know, it's probably your first gym you've owned, right? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever been, ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah, you can move over here, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. We didn't we set up you. a mic because we weren't sure if you were coming. Um, Plus, we didn't know how big to set it up, you know what I mean? The <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Green. Oh, yeah, there you go. That way you can get up on that thing. Right. We're going to, like, Motown. That's right. You guys got to do it. Motown style. Boys to men over here. So we'll, uh, oh, it is video behind you, so we'll go. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, we video. What's <laughs> up, video? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, that's one of those things that, like, you guys set the tempo for the gym. And it's always been something that I've noticed and I recognize because of the nature of the beast. But as I own my studio, I was one of the few male yoga studio owners, right? I don't know if you guys know a lot of male yoga teachers. Well, my friend. Yeah. 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 How many of those go on to make a six figure income? travel the world right. and become ranked in the top 10 yoga teachers in the world as a dude you know what I mean like as a dude that's not a thing 13% of all yoga teachers in America are men 13% that means 87% are female which makes for a great working environment <laughs> but my point is is that it was never my intention to be where I am doing what I'm doing that was what the universe had aligned for me when I became authentic with myself. But everybody who walked into our studio, what did they say when they walked in the doors? They felt completely comfortable. They loved the energy and they, they felt loved completely it. comfortable. They felt more comfortable in my studio than they did in their own homes. Hmm. That comes from the person who sets the energy, sets the tone, and decides how the studio or the business or the gym or whatever is going to be run. They would tell me that if I didn't come in every week, that that would shift slowly, and there'd start to be little arguments here and there, yeah. and start to be these little things. And I was like, "Wow, is this place really that dependent on me? That like if I'm not here, that things just don't, uh yeah." Mm-hmm. Well, in a predominantly female-based world, you can't leave women alone without some strong male 
ownership attention or else things get and it's just yeah you know so i was like oh man i gotta be there every okay well this isn't gonna work for my travel schedule and all that but my point is is that you guys have done the same thing with your business where it was that comfortable it was that comfortable for us all to walk in heck she walked in and competed in one way hand <laughs> 63 if we count all the notes. Stop now, you're just embarrassing everyone. <laughs> okay guys, so that was uh, the part one of the conversation of Doyo Dojo. Uh, obviously these guys and I got into it pretty good and it was an amazing conversation. So uh, part two comes out very soon on Tuesday. And uh, be looking for the rest of the conversation right here on Conversations with Chris.